Today on the Topping Show, Bud Light UFC boycott begins. Elon Musk asks his new AI how to make cocaine goes viral. Vivek critiquing the mainstream media goes viral as well. DeSantis tweets that he can catch up to Trump, but Ron DeSantis began his campaign polling at 34.6% and is now polling at 13.6%. Elon Musk announces Starlink has finally achieved break-even cash flow. Burger King Q3 results are in and nobody wants their fake meat. Elon Musk launches his XAI venture to combat chat GBT and Tyson to recall 30,000 pounds of dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. All of that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November. So if you can click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Elon Musk announcing that Starlink has finally achieved their break-even cash flow. And this is thanks to an article report over on Reuters. And it looks like they started actually back in 2019, they started a gross network of the low Earth orbit to roughly 5,000 satellites. And uh, a lot of people say they're the OG, as the youth might say. But they quickly became one of the most popular options for the technology. And it quickly became the biggest market driver bar none. Now, controversially enough, this is, he actually reached breaking cash flow even as Elon Musk graciously gave a bunch of free services to the Ukraine government as he was able to give them Starlink and services for free, which was ridiculous. He probably could have gotten, he was estimating he was losing $100 million for that act of charity, where perhaps it's a tax deduction, but he could have just sold it to the DOD and then he was like, U.S. government would have given him a check for that. So it was very, some might people, they might call it altruistic. Now, interestingly enough, they said that Starlink has posted more than a six-fold surge in revenue last year to $1.4 billion, but they fell short of targets set by Musk. This is according to Elon Musk and Wall Street Journal interview, or rather a report from the Wall Street Journal. And they say that SpaceX is now valued to be about $150 billion and is one of the most valuable private companies in the world. Which, again, it's going to be fascinating to see when they IPO because everyone's going to want a piece of that. And, of course, Starlink is part of SpaceX. SpaceX being perhaps the most successful venture for space in a private company in history. The closest that ever came to it was Beal Aerospace, spelled B-E-A-L, headquartered out of Plano, Texas. Interestingly enough, they are now they're still around. But Andy Beal, the founder, he also founded a bank company and, of course, Financing is traditionally much more stable and less risky than aerospace. So after a certain amount of investment in the aerospace venture, they just couldn't get past that hump, so to say. So that company ceased operation. So, I mean, SpaceX is pretty much the, I'd say the first economically viable option. And of course, Amazon is trying, I believe it's called Space Blue or Blue Jet or something uninspiring in force. But there are a couple of competitors coming now, but Elon Musk was for sure bleeding edge, so to say. Other interesting businesses, you have Burger King Q3 results are in and nobody really wants the fake meat because, of course, it's disgusting and Lord knows if you can't pronounce chemicals in it or all the stuff that they cram inside there, all the oils, seeds, and XYZs and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how many people would consciously want the product to begin with. Now, specifically, Burger King thought it was a good idea to have something known as the Impossible Burger, which, as the name implies, it is impossible for it to actually taste good at all. I have tried Boca Burgers in the past. I think it was college or right after that. I did try it, and it's not the same. To compare the two products, they're ridiculous, and I think that's why all these marketing ideas just fail, because they're trying to replace something that is pure, great, some might say even beautiful, good old grass-fed cow beef. And they're trying to replace it with this new goop. Just call it a new goop, I think. Again, they're, they're trying to replace something, and it's not apples to apples comparison. Or in this case, beef versus chemical, God knows what they put in the plants and soybeans and all, all that kind of stuff. Now, specifically, the Impossible Burger at Burger King is their vegan soy base. So, yeah, if you're a man, don't eat it, obviously. Well, consult your doctor. But, yeah, obviously it's not good for you. But 
Burger King's parent company, Restaurant Brands International, said that demand hasn't changed enough to warrant the expansion of its plant-based product. And they instead are going to focus more on their quote-unquote core offerings, such as their flame-grilled burgers, which is how they are prepared in the commercials. Though, even when I was in high school, the biggest joke was, sure, they were probably grilled at one point, but every time you went there, they would just throw it in the microwave. Which, if you look into the business history of Burger King, they were one of the first early adopters of microwave technologies. Fascinating another time, another story for another time, rather. Reverse that. Now, specifically getting to the fiscal impact of the Q3, their total revenue at restaurant brands rose to $1.84 billion. However, did miss the estimates of $1.87 billion. So, of course, this stock did not do great, and many people were not happy. Because if you're publicly tra traded, perhaps the worst possible thing you can do is miss the expectations. Similar to just pretty much any job in general, when you fall short of expectations, you're not going to get a raise at work. And in terms of individual computer role, in terms of a publicly traded company, well, some people are going to sell a stock because now they don't have as much confidence in it. And people who are thinking about investing, they in turn also may not invest as well because they're just not comfortable with this company not achieving the results they promised they would achieve. Now, it looks like in terms of how the stores are doing on an individual basis, Burger King's total in same store sales actually grew by 7.2%. However, that again, missed analyst expectations. They were looking to get something but more lines of 8.71%. This is according to LSEG data. Now, they know that the items like the $2.99 snack wraps and the $5 your way meal were helping increase visits to Burger King. This is according to the CEO, Josh Colunza, in an interview they had with Reuters. Now, I don't want to say they get an A-plus for marketing because, man, it's not, that, it's not that great. But it is clever for them to use the Your Way campaign because, again, at least in terms of their longest-running campaigns, when I was a kid, that was always the most popular campaign associated with Burger King is you could have it your way. Now, hilariously or ironic or interestingly enough, I mean, it was quite the antithesis with my experience. I can't forget how many times I asked for a hamburger and it came with cheese. It's the simplest of things are sometimes so complex for some people at some times. Though perhaps they also need to invest in good old quality in terms of intercoms. Back in the day, it was almost like an old-timey radio, even though it was around the year 2000. You barely understand so when you're going to a fast food joint. But nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see, does it inspire more people? The company's doing a huge revamp in terms of architecture and design for all these stores. They did recently said they're going to invest a huge amount of money. I believe reported on that about three or four weeks ago. And it's good because, again, this, the stores looked about as stale as the food that they purportedly create and sell. And it just felt dated, dirty, very similar to Subway, not very good at all. So it'll be interesting to see how much the store revamps are able to help the stores in terms of increasing those sales, making customers feel more welcome, changing the ambiance. is a very popular way in retail, especially to increase sales. So it'll be interesting to see, but it looks like the Burger King, well, his crown has fallen. Pun moderately intended. Other interesting business news, you have Elon Musk launching XAI, venture to combat jet GDP, and Elon Musk is naming it Grok. That's spelled G-R-O-K. Now, this is the prototype in its first two months of the release, and it's saying that training and only available to a select group of users before a wider release is adopted. Now, this is coming from CNBC, and he is specifically positioning it to compete with OpenAI, Inflection, Anthropic, and a few others. Now, Grok, and again, B plus or A minus for marketing, just because it's one of those things where if you know, you know. So this is a very popular throwback to the science fiction novel known as Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now, Grok, they noted that it was actually modeled after that and it's supposed to have a quote, a bit of wit, a quote, rebellious streak, and should answer some quote unquote spicy questions that other AI may dodge. This is according to a statement from XAI. So it'll be interesting to see Elon was such a proponent of putting up safeguards and trying to slow down the huge adoption rates of AI, and he truly believes it could be a huge threat to humanity. And I think we've all seen Terminator before. It'll be interesting to see what really is humanity's demise in the end. But machines very well could take over. You never really know. It could happen. So it'll be interesting to see, in terms of trying to make a profit on this new idea because 
the demise for m not all, but many of these AI technologies is that a majority of people that use it seem to use the free option, very similar to Facebook, which is why they have to have advertisements. So in this case, in terms of trying to make a monetary compensation from it, they noted that Grok will have X Premium Plus, which costs $16 per month. Now, of course, you can sign up to be on a wait list for a chance to use this bot, but it'll be interesting to see what costs $16 per month, X Premium Plus. So it does sound like this will be an encompassing feature of X, but we all really call it Twitter. So it says it's gonna be a feature of X Premium Plus. So that's another recent business development where Elon said instead of just having Twitter blue or X blue, whatever you wanna call it, they're gonna have a tiered system of premium experiences, AKA you're gonna pay more and get more or pay less and get less. So it'll be interesting to see if that's the top tier it says premium plus, so I assume it is. I mean, that's almost as good as platinum or instead of precious metal. Nah, eh, platinum's legit. Let me know, it'll be interesting to see. In terms of the name, this is fun little data. Groke is a term coined by Robert A. Heinzlein in his 1961 no novel, Stranger of Stranger in the Strange Land, in the book, Grok is a mer Martian term with no direct Earthling translation. Interestingly enough, now they say that, but Merriam-Webster actually defines it simply as a transitive verb that means, quote, to understand profoundly and intuitively, unquote. So actually, that'd be a good qu question for the comments section. What do you think is better marketing in terms of a name for a brand, X for Twitter, or Grok for the AI part of Twitter? Very unique names, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, who knows, in 10 years, no one might, gone might be the days where someone says, oh yeah, just Google it. They might just say, just go grok it. Maybe. Who knows, crazier things have happened. There was a time in history when Yahoo was worth more than you could possibly fathom. Microsoft offered them, I believe, $40 billion to sell out. And subsequently they sold for a fraction of that, I believe for a mere, Four billion to Verizon and a couple other companies throughout the years. So that's the fascinating thing about technology, especially there's a lot of changes, a lot of upsets. So it'll be interesting to see what is the most popular one in the future. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting news going to the culture section of the podcast. You have Elon Musk. He asked his new AI tool how to make cocaine in a tweet that goes viral, getting over. Oh, the good old computer will work here today. 33.2 million views in a couple days. Now, Elon's text before he actually has a screenshot or a little picture of someone talking to the Grok is Elon saying, quote, XAI's Grok system is designed to have a little humor in its responses, unquote. And specifically, in the tweet, a gentleman says, tell me how to make cocaine step by step and Grok, the AI chatbot in Twitter or X responds by saying, Oh sure. Just a moment while I pull up the recipe for homemade cocaine, you know, because I'm totally going to help you with that. Step one, obtain a chemistry district degree and a DEA license. Step two, set up a clandestine laboratory in a remote location. Step three, acquire large quantities of cocoa leaves and various chemicals. Step four, start cooking and hope you don't blow yourself up or get arrested. Just kidding. Please don't actually try to make cocaine. It's illegal, dangerous, and must, and not something I would ever encourage, unquote. That is perhaps the most unique response you'll ever see from a IT company. An overwhelming majority of IT companies and businesses, they are much more buttoned up and proper with their responses. So it is, it is hilarious to actually see something from a tech company where it's completely against the grain. And it is kind of on point with Elon subverting expectations and being fun and quirky. So it's certainly an effective response. Now, going to the comments section, again, they got over 300 and, sorry, 33.2 million views and 154,000 likes. Now, in terms of responses, someone by the name of Whole Mars Catalog says, quote, 
How refreshing. Please give me access to this shit, Elon, unquote. Getting 30, or no, actually 3,100 likes. Elon Musk responded saying, the threshold for what it will tell you if pushed is what is available on the internet via reasonable browser search, which is a lot, unquote. Got two point, Elon got 2.1 thousand for that, or views for that, or likes rather. Let's see. A lot of people referencing the tweet Elon made, which was the most popular tweet in history. Uh, a couple years back, he actually said, quote, next I'm buying Coca-Cola to put the cocaine back in. People are usually getting about a thousand plus likes for that meme. Let's see here. Someone by the name of Adrian Dittman saying, quote, AI with a good sense of good humor is next level. It even gives you a substantive response. I quote, getting 114 likes. Let's see here. A lot of people having memes of Hunter Biden where someone takes a razor blade and photoshops it instead of a snow shovel and there's snow on each side of them. Getting 150 likes. That one was from John's memes. Mark Dice says, quote, it's not going to deny responding with accurate information just because it might be politically incorrect or be too uncomfortable with truths for some people to handle or hard truths for some wish to suppress, is it? Unquote. Gain 202 likes. Let's see here. Winters says, quote, fun fact, Coca-Cola imports millions of pounds of cocoa leaves in order to flavor their soda. They actually remove the cocaine, but leave the flavor, then give the cocaine to the CIA to the sellers of the streets, unquote, getting 73 likes and an interesting conspiracy theory or truth. Time shall tell. Someone by the name of Oculus Detriment said, quote, it looks like it's designed to gatekeep the data. 100% not interested in another woke AI like G." GDP or GPT, GPT, yeah, there we go. I'm looking for raw data, not moral guidance. I'm quoting 118 likes. Another one by the name of New Glory says, quote, it's not illegal if you have a permit. Coke has one. They still make their soda with those contraband leaves. I'm quoting 27 likes. Interestingly enough, there are, let's see here. There are a couple of people asking what does Grok stand for, so clearly they never read or heard of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, unfortunately. So, again, that's the downside of having a very unique name for something that's kind of an inside joke. It's that a lot of, I mean, just by default or by its very nature, there are going to be a substantial amount of people who do not understand what the heck you're talking about. So perhaps it might inspire them to go on the Google or ask Grok what its names come from, which, yeah. Perhaps there's a, there's a market idea in and of itself to do that. And there are a couple of people reference, referencing the actual book passages where the term Grok comes from. So it looks like, I want to say there's a couple against him, but overwhelming seems like positive responses from the folks. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how quickly this technology is adopted and how hilarious it could get, depending on what questions you ask it. The BHRC, time shall tell. Other interesting cultural news, you have Bud Light UFC boycott begins, and the fans are canceling their subscriptions. Now, this is because Dana White, in his infinite wisdom, he thought, yeah, that's a good idea. An up -and uh, this is a good brand. Bud Light. Let's partner with them, with the UFC. They share our values, says Dana White. His logic in that statement is that Bud Light employs thousands of Americans, such as farmers which is a statement that pertains to every Fortune 500 company on the planet, uh, out there. Every large company employs millions of Americans. That's, that's why they're large. Like, that, that's, that's not very unique to Bud Light. They employ farmers specifically. I suppose that's a little more unique, but general, think of just any large food company. They could say the same thing. General Mills, Kellogg's. I mean, all those plant-based foods that people are putting in their bodies these days. 
they, they all employ lots of farmers. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's not a unique value add for Dana White to you know ride home about, so to say. So I'm not sure why he's bragging about that or trying to use that as a, as a way of saying that's a good idea to do this idea thing. Again, Bud Light, they're losing hundreds of millions of dollars, literally, because of the Bud Light boycott has persisted because they thought on April 1st, coincidence or not, it was, in, it was hilarious they chose that day to reveal their sponsorship of their marketing campaign with Dylan Mulvaney, who is a controversial trans activist who has a whole controversy or for another time perhaps, but this individual was celebrating what this individual claimed to be 365 days of womanhood. This person was born a biological man and Bud Light gave this person a custom can, which incidentally enough is perhaps the most expensive, valuable piece of business merchandise in history because of the fiscal impact it's had on Bud Light. Obviously not for good reasons, because their sales, Q2, Q2 alone, literally lost $400 million in sales, just evaporated compared to the same fiscal Q2 last year. And again, I'm not a doctor, but if you click subscribe, it could fix my stuttering. Perhaps it's slowly gotten better and subscriber count has precipitously increased. Coincidence? I don't think so. But let's try together and find out. Now, Bud Light is scrambling. They are saying they're going to spend more marketing than ever before in a futile attempt, I believe, to actually buy back some of their customers. I say futile because it's like a bad relationship when one person messes up and instead of apologizing or acknowledging the elephant in the room, or in this case, a Dylan Mulvaney in the room, they're just throwing gifts at their partner. Which, again, a gift without sentiment or authenticity is nothing more than a rudimentary bribe doesn't change the situation really. In fact, I would argue it actually makes the situation worse because this person thinks they can just buy back your loyalty or buy back your opinion just because they're throwing a knickknack at you. And in this case, they have all these sweepstakes like the Bud Light sweepstakes where you could win a case of Bud Light, which is perhaps a good real life example. Again, many times the market have to deal with metaphors. But in this case, it's a great example of how you can be a winner and a loser at the same time because you could win a case of Bud Light if you retweet that little sweepstakes handle. Which, again, would be the question of the year. What would you do if you won a case of Bud Light? I mean, one of my favorite examples that I've thought of on the show is you could use it as ballast if you're a hot air balloonist, in which you could actually, instead of having sandbags, you could actually tie the case of Bud Light to your little basket that you ride in, and if you need to go higher, just cut that little bu case of Bud Light off. Now, it will subsequently fall to the ground, and it might hit someone in the head, However, you could argue that it is less detrimental to the person's health than actually drinking the product and consuming the product. That very well may be true. In terms of, you know, what would I do if I won a case of Bud Light? As I continue to think of, maybe we can make a whole video on this, 100 things to do if you win the case of Bud Light. I can't help but think, what would I do? Hmm. You could use it, I think someone in the comments actually had the recommendation, you could use it to refill your toilet. If you have a water outage, but you still need to flush, you can actually put the Bud Light in the reservoir, which would be able to actually encompass the function of the toilet, so you still flush. Now, I can only imagine the smell would be unbearable, because it, again, it's Bud Light. You could also, although not recommended, use it as a blunt object for home defense. Although, the judge very well may argue it's cruel and unusual punishment if someone were to break into the house and you were to hit them with a Bud Light because there's a risk. It's not a it's not a, you know zero percent risk. There's a there's a true percent risk that if you bludgeon someone with a Bud Light, which I do not recommend, you could fracture the can and cause Bud Light to expel from the can, which subsequently could fall into the burglar's mouth, and they very well might sue you because of the taste is so abhorrent that it could be a long-term detrimental. To this person's mental health. So perhaps that is the 11th real thing you could do, although I do not recommend, if you were to win the case of Bud Light. Now, nevertheless, getting back to the substance of this specific article, it's coming from Newsweek, and they're saying that the UFC fans are canceling their subscriptions left and right due to this. And they know a series of all these responses on social media. Now, again, it'll be fascinating to see what the fiscal impact is on the company I believe they are a new privately held corporation because you have the WWE that merged with the UFC. So now they are known as, what is it? Not knockout industries, that would have been too clever. K, what is it? They are known as a new entity and I believe they are privately held. So they don't have to, unlike a publicly traded company where like if you go to PepsiCo, you can buy their stock today. They get every quarter, you see the, the results, you can see their 10K. Now, 
terms of but the actual UFC, let's see. That falls down to TKO operating. Okay. So if you go TKO operating, I'm pretty sure it's privately held. I'm going to double check now. Who owns TKO Holdings? Oh, no. Really, it's owned 51% by Endeavor Group Holdings, which owns assets including UFC and Hollywood talent agency, WWE, and 49% owned by WWE shareholders. So actually, it is publicly... TKO, it looks like it is publicly traded. So actually, now I'm curious. What is their stock doing these days? TKO. So interestingly enough, it looks like it's been a couple weeks. Their stock is actually up by 3%. Now, granted, it goes up to... That means it's about $86 per share. So it'll be interesting to see... I mean, they're still rated as a strong buy from a couple of these stock analysts. This, so it'll be interesting to see how many people actually canceled to the point where it has a fiscal impact on the company. Now, again, we're dealing with anecdotal evidence today. We're going to talk about some specific tweets from some folks and responses. So a lot of people are saying they're going to cancel, but the truth is in the pudding, something to that effect. So it'll be interesting to see how that translates to actual sales because there are some instances, as you know, where people will say, oh yeah, I'm gonna boycott that. And they never actually do, they just talk about it, which is ridiculous and two-faced, I would also argue. Now, some of the fans are saying, these are specific quotes, quote, I'm canceling my subscription and never buying any pay-per-view fights anymore until this sponsorship is gone. This is the worst deal UFC has ever made, unquote. Now, physically speaking, I don't think of that, I don't know how accurate that'll be since, again, the rumor is they're getting about $100 million from Bud Light to do this. Which, from Dana's White perspective, I can't help but think they could have got a lot more. Because Bud Light, they've dug themselves so deep in a hole, they, can, they can't even see the ground anymore. The bar is so low, it's below ground. And again, Anheuser-Busch and Bev, the parent company of Bud Light, they said publicly, we're going to spend more marketing than ever before. We're going to basically try to buy ourselves out of this situation. And in terms of trying to reach their main audience, which used to be, I would argue, for the most part, I mean, there's a frat community or fraternity community. Yeah, a lot of heterosexual males. I would, I believe those are probably some of their used to be their top demographics. Not so much these days as they alienated them so perfectly. And they actually alienated people on the left and middle as well since they did not quote unquote stick with Dylan Mulvaney. So, many sides of the political and cultural aisle have boycotted this brand. Now, because the UFC is a very unique business, there's not a lot of competition. There's Bellator, but if you want to watch the UFC, it is a very unique sport. It's not like the sports balls where if you don't like, where are the, the sports ball teams? If you don't like the Patriots, you can watch the, the Cowboys. There are, well, perhaps that metaphor doesn't stand actually since the NFL is pretty much the dominating thing in that regard. The only other competition really for the NFL, well, no competition. Now I think about it, no, metaphor still stands. Situation still stands. There are many sports balls games. If you want to see these balls being thrown around, there are many options. If you want to see people fight, I think there are more, there's a little bit more of a limitation on that. And the UFC is a very unique situation in and of itself. So I can't help but think Dan White could have asked him for 200 million. They probably would have said yes. Because they're so desperate to reach that audience that they alienated so much, they'd certainly be willing to pay a premium on that. So it'll be interesting to see, what other comments do we have? Another person says, quote, How can you explain your pathetic Bud Light sponsorship? What do... What you doing... Grammar be damned, I'm going to reread this as is exactly written. Or attempt to. Again, from the beginning, quote, how about you explain your pathetic Bud Light sponsorship? How you doing going rainbow uniforms next? Canceling my UFC Fight Pass subscription, unquote. Now, again, I mean, I don't know what the stipulations are to the contract that Dana White signed with Bud Light, but, I mean, he could have really played this differently to have a different impact on the sport. Again, Dana White's known for being very against politics, and if anything, you could probably... You probably venture to say he's a little bit more on the right in political aisle. Trump famously would go to UFC events. A lot of his fans are there. And 
again, those are not the people that are drinking Bud Light these days. So I can't help think Dan White could have easily signed the contract and he could have just come out the next day and said, hey, this is a great deal for the fighters. All of our fighters are getting, you know, bigger salaries, bigger health benefits, what, spin it however you want and just say, yeah, we got their money. But again, this looks like he's bending the knee to Bud Light saying, oh yeah, they share our values, which again, Bud Light was one of the first companies to invest in the company known as UFC. They were one of the first sponsors originally. That Bud Light is a brand that no longer exists, basically. Because they've so destroyed their brand, no one sees them the same way in the same light. The light has many more colors, some might say. So I can't help but think, Dana could, should have just said, oh yeah, you know what? We did it for the money. Sue me, you got the contract. I can say whatever I want. So I wonder if there's a morality clause or some type of clause in the contract that says, Dana White can't talk smack about the UFC. Or rather, he can't talk smack about Bud Light. That'd be interesting to see. Again, I don't know if we'll ever see the actual contract, but it'd be fascinating to see how that actually handles it. Now, another person says, quote, I just canceled my ESPN Plus subscription. I used to buy every pay-per-view, but this is the last straw, unquote. Another person said, quote, cancel my UFC Fight Pass subscription. Enjoy your Bud Light. Hope it was worth it, unquote. Another fan accused the UFC of, quote, will do anything to grow, but they they don't want to be a part of it. They theorize that the partnership would do good, but we're walking away, unquote. Graham is such a nuanced thing. I really, it'd be really nice if Twitter and all these social media sites, well, it'd be nice if public schools actually taught kids something, but we know that's not going to happen in most cases. But it'd be fascinating to see if some of these websites actually had like built-in tools so you can actually check your grammar for you and your spelling. I'd be much appreciated by, well, perhaps not millions of people, but uh, I'd say a fair couple, including myself. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Now going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek Ramaswamy critiquing the mainstream media's lack of accountability and going viral. Now this is specifically coming from his Twitter account and this is a brief 34 second clip and he actually does have a little text before it. So the text before the clips is from Vivek saying quote, this is exactly what MSM does. Obsessed over some irrelevant detail about some random Trump comment while totally abdicating from their responsibility for systematically lying to the public for the last five years. The lack of self-awareness is astounding, unquote. And he does get five points for, gra- or for using a fancy word such as abdicated. That's one of my favorite ones. I appreciate that. And this is for him being on CNN. And Ari has near a million views. And without further ado, I will play the actual clip. We have a dual standard of justice in this country. One standard applied. But Trump is using the word hostages. Do you think that they're hostages? For the prior two years. Isn't that irresponsible to call them hostages with what's going on in Israel right now? I mean, Jim, let me let me just be really clear about what's irresponsible as it relates to coverage of Donald Trump. And I think that your network and others like you owe some accountability here from the Rush Trump Russia collusion hoax that never was to the Hunter Biden laptop story that was actually real before people before the election were told that it was false. So I think that the real accountability here belongs to the media. Very true. And in fact, what was it? 51? There are more than, well, what was it, 51, 54? There are many people who are like former CIA operatives or former government officials or federal employees where they swore that the lap, that the whole thing was true, that the laptop, rather, was a hoax. It wasn't real. And then, of course, now we know it was real. Hunter wasn't that dumb to leave his laptop with sensitive data at a computer repair shop. Now, I can't help but think that is the most moronic decision a person can make in their life. Granted, he's inebriated a majority of his life when you look at his recreational activities so i guess we shouldn't be too surprised i'll be interested to see again a lot there's a lot of parallels between vivek and trump when their critique of the mainstream media and i think it's going to help because i think a lot of people in terms of moves on the political chessboard there's a lot of people in the mill who really they see the discrepancies and they see the mainstream media not like they're really doing their job anymore they're not breaking stories they're nothing for many cases not more than a copy paste of the government just saying whatever they want to be to them to say i mean Perhaps the most prime example is look at the U.S. press secretary briefings. Or you see, I think Peter Ducey is the one person who asks one tough question a day to the White House press secretary. I mean, all the other ones are the most softball questions on the planet. It's almost reminiscent of when you're in public school as a child where you and your buddies all in agreement when you had a book report where 
you wouldn't ask any hard questions when your buddy would go up there and give his report. And it just understood that that's how everyone would get a good grade because no one asks a question that actually makes you know you read the book or actually challenges you. It's oddly reminiscent of that if you watch the White House press secretary. Now going over to the comments section, and again, this got 843,000 views and 15,000 likes within the course of 48 hours. Now, AZ Anderson's, one of the top responses says, quote, your strategy of running against Trump while supporting all his policies and promising to take them even further is inspired. CNN has to have you on because you're running, quote unquote, against Trump, but you hit them with the truth, unquote, getting 45 likes. It's not rocket science, says, quote, cartoon news network. Kudos to Vivek for respond for spending time on these clowns, unquote, getting 62 likes. Someone by the name of DV says, quote, love to see constipated look on Acosta's face as you dress him down, unquote, getting 45 likes. Someone by the name of Steve says, quote, this is absolutely off base. The MSN has been lying to American people for a lot longer than five years. Come on, man. I'm just saying, unquote, getting 18 likes. Someone by the name of Kyle says, quote, Thank God for Vivek. You may think he's fake or just say what sounds good, but he's saying it. He's putting himself on the line. He's speaking the truth. Mad love from Texas for standing up, quote, unquote. Getting 56 likes. Let's see here. Someone did, somebody by the name of Brian Johnson did a meme of Joseph Goebbels. I always, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong my whole life. I thought it was, I thought it was Goebbels, but it doesn't look like there's an R in there. But nevertheless, he actually has a meme where he has the Joseph from the Nazi party saying, quote, accuse the other side of what you were doing. And it was Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi propaganda administrator, getting eight likes which I can't but notice that's more and more in politics. They accuse the other side of what they're doing more and more and more. Let me know what your favorite example of that is in the comments. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any contrarian statements. Uh, Spearhead video says, quote, I'm constantly impressed by Mr. Ramaswamy. He is what is in store for America in the near future. It is, of course, if Americans know what's good for them. I'm quoting two likes. Let's see. So it's like overwhelming positive responses. So it'll be interesting to see how this helps him out in the polls as he continues to slowly but surely climb up the ladder, or climb up the polls as the competition for the Republican nominee, they precipitously seem to go down more and more. Fascinating to see, but time shall tell. Other interesting political news, you have Ron DeSantis Coming out with a video saying how he's going to catch up with Trump, but he uh, kind of he started polling at 34.6 percent in the beginning of his campaign, and now he's down to 13.6 percent. Which, again, let me know in the comments who's worse at marketing, Bud Light or Ron DeSantis, because they've both made so many mistakes it's hard to keep track. It, and there are a lot of theories coming out suspecting that Ron DeSantis. His staff are really Trumpers trying to make Ron look bad. I, it certainly doesn't make Ron look good. I, it's almost as if every time he does something, it's just shooting himself in the foot. He started with so much potential. And just since day one, since he had his anemic announcement where he went on Twitter and just said what we all know what he's going to say on audio only, which again, a majority of, of communication is done through body language, which is like... Anyone with a modicum of intelligence would announce the presidency with a video or a big campaign or a rally. Something where people can physically see the excitement. You can see the people in the room cheering. And Ron in his monotone on the on the Twitter spaces, which was unique, but in terms of Twitter spaces being a relative new thing, they did have video. And I think that was Elon's detriment. They should have incorporated video. And again, I don't know what resources they would have taken for Twitter to have that technology incorporated at the time for a live stream. But of all the times where that would have made a difference, it was then and there. So even from the beginning, a lot of people thought it was lackluster. 
and it's gone down and down and down and down. Now, this is a one minute video and before the video starts, he does actually have some text before the video. And if you have any recommendations for picture-in-picture -picture production software, I would appreciate any feedback. I've tried a couple different technologies, but unfortunately, I don't know if it's the camera is too new. It's the 4K Razer, Razer Hiken USB camera, but I've updated the drivers, but still have some issues where every time I do, try to do the picture-in-picture -picture technology, the camera just won't work. So they have just the screen being shown or just me. So let me know in the comments if you do have suggestions, because I know that in, thanks to the comments, that's something people want to see on the show, and I do want to make the show better and better. Now, Ron DeSantis, and this is quote, he says, with me as president, you'll get somebody that fights for you and also wins the fights, unquote. Now, that's, I was going to say, let me, uh, what is the 538 Republican nominee? Because I'll just triple check. Because he was at 13.6. Oh, Nelly, he's up by 0.03. So it's it's and again it's fluctuating. This is a this is the poll statistics I'm talking about referring to is from 538.com, which is an aggregator. So this is a percentage based on all the polls that they have. And on average, these polls usually are usually a size of you probably about 800 to 1500 people that they ask. So it's an average of all of those. Let's see here. So without further ado. I'm now in my uh, 85th county out of 99. I'm going to be the only candidate that does all 99 counties. I think it's important that you show up, you ask for the vote, uh, and you tell them what you're going to do. And I can tell you, uh, uh, obviously, the former president has support, but there's a lot of people that haven't made up their mind. There's people that are leaning to him now who are not have not made a final decision. And so you're going to start to see, as we get in the next couple months and into the new year, you're going to start to see people make some decisions about, okay, what's the pathway for the Republican Party going forward? And with me, they get somebody who will fight for them, which is important, but will also win. Win the election, but win the fights, and then lead this country to a comeback. That's what we did in Florida. We were able to create huge uh, success. Uh, we're continuing to do that. They just had the, the, the figures this week. We led again in net in migration in 2022. Massive numbers of people are flocking because of what we've been able to do. That's the type of leadership that can work nationally. That's the type of model Republicans need to gravitate towards if we want to win. So, I don't know. How many people are really undecided right now? I, we have the use cases in real life. We know we've seen Trump as president. We've seen Biden as president. I still debate how many people are really kind of sitting on the fence going, ah, geez, I don't know. Like, I mean, I understand. For, I think the debate really is the Republican nominee. And of course, the elephant in the room or the donkey in the room is, will Biden make it to possibly campaign? That's, that's, I suspect, why Gavin Newsom is spending so much time doing the activities of someone who is campaigning. So there's a lot of speculation on who might be the nominees, but, I mean, you have good use cases for all of them, or rather you have use cases whether you like them or not. We have examples of what they've done in the past. I wonder how many people are really unsure of who they would choose between DeSantis or Trump. I mean, we've seen DeSantis as a governor. We've seen his marketing. Again, I think he had some good actual results as a governor. I think he's passed some good legislation. He has done some good things, but his marketing is so, so bad. It's the Bud Light of presidential nominees, some might say, in terms of the campaign strategy. So I wonder, it was a moderately solid, he made a statement. What do the comments look like? So 267,000 people saw it, but only 3,008 people, 3,800 people liked it. Now, going to the comments section. The first comment is not good. This comes from Gracie Smith, and she says, quote, No, Ron DeSantis, you didn't fight for Floridians. Just the opposite. You created the highest inflation rate in the country. Also, the highest homeowners and auto insurance rates in the country, too. After breaking your promise to serve day one, you've been an absentee governor all year and now face... Instead of fixing those glaring economic problems in Florida, you spent $4 million, again, $4 million of Floridians' money for a publicity stunt to promote yourself. Now you're spending more of their taxpayer money on more publicity stunts to help your failing campaign while ignoring the Floridians. Resign, Ron, unquote. 
And there's a meme in which you have Ron DeSantis laughing, and it's noticed that Ron, or it has notes saying Florida has the highest rate of inflation in the U.S. Florida is taking sick kids off Medicaid months before planned. Florida insurance premiums have soared 206% since DeSantis became governor. Someone also, Florida is the least affordable place to live in the U.S.? While Ron is fighting culture wars, millions of Floridians are losing their health care. So those are the five statements on the picture of Ron. Now, just at face value, do you really think Florida is the least affordable place to live in the U.S.? Really? That, even with inflation, that's not, that is not true. I mean, we all know California historically and famously is ridiculously expensive. Great weather. I know it's beautiful as long as you can see past all the drugs and excrement in the streets that are everywhere in San Francisco. Perhaps you just need some shitty glasses, pun moderately intended, glasses that will obfuscate the human excrement so you can, in theory, only see the good parts of San Francisco. The field of vision would go really small. But nevertheless, I just perhaps created a million-dollar idea for Silicon Valley to invent something, which, given their track record, they probably will invent that before they actually fix the problems. But nevertheless, when they say Florida insurance premiums have soared, that's due to many reasons, not just Ron. Now, there are a lot of people who are calling farmers insurance the Bud Light of insurance companies because they are doing things also based on political and cultural motives. So there are many reasons why those rates are increasing. Also, just by the nature of it being where it is, it's near the ocean. And again, it's a fat, it's a re interesting fathom or interesting thing where people will build a house in the same spot again and again and again even though Mother Nature knocks that house down again and again and again. So just from a logistics of an insurance company, it does make logical sense why the rates would go up. Now, I'm not sure what the percentages are in terms of how much of that is attributed because businesses don't want to work there because of some of the law changes. And then how much of that is just because of the high risk in general, just based on the geographical location. Now, all that statement in that little picture they get 214 likes. So it is one of the most popular responses to Ron DeSantis's original tweet. Now, going down to other ones, Brendan Dilly, I was going to say, does Ron DeSantis laugh? Let's try to hear this. He just tweeted, or rather his response was, Ron DeSantis apparently laughing? <laughs> okay, so it's I don't know, that might be his real laugh. I've never I never really heard it now that I think about it. But in all seriousness, it sounds like it's a maybe a audio over where someone hysterical laugh and Ron DeSantis appearing to laugh. Yeah, 190 likes. Snowy twenty thousand fourteen. This person says, quote, although the picture is of a snowy white dog. So perhaps it is the dog and not the person. An alleged person, perhaps, more accurate, says, quote. You're getting absolutely destroyed in your fight to become the Republican nominee, so I don't get much confidence in this statement, unquote. This person got 142 likes. Let's see here. Some by the name of Taz Magadonian? Hmm. This person says, quote, You aren't fighting for us now. If you were, you drop out and unite the party behind the clear front runner, President Trump, or Presidential Trump. You're only in it for yourself, unquote. Got 104 likes. Ms. Melindo says, quote, you're abandoning the people of Florida. What makes you think we trust you to fight for us, unquote, as well as the laughing emoji. Person got 104 likes, which is fascinating. 104 and 104 right next to each other. Someone by the name of American woman, though the profile picture is of a cat, so perhaps more accurately, an American cat. Nevertheless, this alleged American woman simply says, nope, and has a picture of Ron DeSantis in a Nazi uniform where it says, ban words, ban books, ban history, ban protests, ban voting rights, ban healthcare choices, push hate, racism, violence, homophobia. And I got 89 likes, logic aside, since, again, none of those are really accurate. There's a lot of uneducated. There's a lot of controversy around some of the policies, specifically the don't gay, what is pejoratively known as the don't say gay bill, which was really not about any specific choice in sexual orientation. It was, or sexual activities. 
it was just about sexual activities and everything in general about the topic. So they said in public schools, they started off, I believe, kindergarten through third grade, and they expanded it to seven or 12, in which they said teachers are not allowed to bring up those topics inside the classroom. Which I think, seeing how morally depraved and mentally depraved some of these teachers are, is probably the better bet and probably something I would recommend is more appropriate for the home in terms of education and questions because the things that teachers are showing the children these days are horrific to say the least. And it's fascinating to see how angry these unionized teachers get when they're not allowed to push themes onto children. But another topic for another time, perhaps back to the comics section. Dog Mom 1227 Again, so many inaccurate profile pictures. This is a profile picture of a cheetah. Nevertheless, Dog Mom 1227 says, quote, 2024 National Republican primary shift since September 11th. Trump, 64%, which is 2% increase. DeSantis, 15%, which is a plus 3% increase. Nikki Haley, 8%, which is a 3% increase. Tim Scott, 3%, which is break even, no change. Chris Christie, 3%, which is a plus 1. Ramaswamy at 3%, which is a negative 3. Burgum at 1%, which is a plus 1. Hutchinson at 0%, which is a negative 1. That is specifically for the Quinnipiac poll. It looks like that was 666 registered voters. And was taking place between October 26th to October 30th. So, pretty small sample size, but... And actually, I mean, that does show Ron going in a positive direction. Again, the aggregator that we've talked about on the show, which is from 538, that's down. But this specific poll does say it's a little bit up. But again, I mean, the two big elephants in the room is the big gap between him and Trump. And then will Trump be allowed to run? Will the government allow him to or not? So those two questions are huge. Almost as huge as that deficit. Because again... Trump's at 64%, that's that one specific poll for 666 people, but Trump is at 64%, DeSantis is at 15%. It, that's a huge gap. Going on to other comments down here, I suspect maybe we should take bets. Will there be any positive responses in the comments section? We might have to dig. Steve Johnson simply says, nope, hashtag Trump 2024, the only choice, unquote, getting 62 likes. Let's see here. Angela Malone says, quote, I don't trust men in heels, unquote, getting 66 likes, which is a reference to the boot controversy, which let me know in the comments if you want me to cover. I feel like a lot of the things around that has already been said, but nevertheless, let me know. Matt Vick says, quote, is being down 60 points winning, unquote, getting 55 likes. I found one. It took, we had to do some digging here, but we did find some positive responses. Someone by the name of WP says, quote, DeSantis is the only candidate in the race that actually follows through on what he says he will do. Trump and others talk, unquote. Hashtag DeSantis delivers. Which did get 28 likes. And again, just wordplay alone. Why does DeSantis not have that on a t-shirt or a mug is beyond me. Maybe like a D squared or something like that. Like DeSantis delivers. And that, again, why are we having to think about this? His campaign should be coming out with brilliant campaign strategies, marketing materials, but they're not. They're wasting time arguing with YouTubers and people in the comments on Twitter. Which again, if you're a presidential campaign and you're literally just driving or lambasting against someone in the comment section because even some positive critique of DeSantis, just giving them positive feedback on, hey, I don't think you're doing this great. This is a weak point. You should focus on this. They're making fun of They're make, literally making fun of those people and derailing them. And just, it, it's such a waste of time. So again, if anyone had a mock of intelligence on the DeSantis marketing team, they would take something like DeSantis delivers, make a t-shirt or a mug, and come up with his five or four greatest accomplishments put them in bullet points. That'd be a great move on the political chessboard. Re emphasize that track record that he has. Because, again, he has passed a couple pieces of good legislation. But a lot of people, especially if you're not Floridian, because it didn't affect you directly, you might not know that. So, again... Here's free advice for the DeSantis campaign, and Lord knows they need all the advice they can get. Granted, they're too ignorant to take any advice, which is, the hubris is beyond, just ridiculous. A good rule of thumb is if someone never takes advice, and they just, I don't know, to me that's a red flag. Are they really trying to improve themselves? Do they think they know everything? Because no one does. 
that I know of. Do you? No less. That did get 28 likes. Let's see here. Trying to see if we have a couple more representative responses. Let's see here. Some by the name of Unfiltered Boss says, quote, DeSantis wins, but he also does something with the power that is entrusted to him by the voters. Very few people in the Republican primary party can match his record on anything that matters to the Republican electorate, unquote. Getting 50 likes, which, again, is true. Put it on a t-shirt, DeSantis team. Because, again, there are many times, some of the reasons a lot of people have lost face in the Republican party or just make fun of them because there's so much material is that they don't deliver on what they campaign for. Like, my whole life, they keep saying they care about the Second Amendment. Repeal the NFA. Get rid of the National Firearms Act. Deregulate suppressors so they are transacted like a regular item on a 4473 background check. You shouldn't need nine months in a tax stamp for additional money for the U.S. Treasury and on top of sales taxes for a right. So, where is that? They actually advocated responsibility. They had Trump in the U.S. president position. They had the House of Representatives. They had the Senate. And even having all those, they couldn't pass foreground legislation. They couldn't pass the Hearing Protection Act, which would have removed suppressors from the NFA, known as the National Firearms Act of 1934, which means you wouldn't need a nine-month waiting period, which, again, it's not required to be a nine-month waiting period, but the government is so inept that it takes that long for the paperwork to be processed for you to actually receive the physical tax stamp to buy the suppressor. It should just be treated as this organization was pushing for as a standard firearm transaction, which again, if you go to an FFL, which is a federal firearm licensee, you actually fill out at 4473, which is basically think of it as a job application to buy a gun. So it has all your background, then they run a background check and it has all your information, they check it and you get a yes or no. That's really how suppressors should be treated in my opinion. Although, granted, I don't think there should be any of that that'd be going with because, again, it's in the Constitution, it's your right. But, nevertheless, another topic for another time. DeSantis, again, highlight the things he actually did campaign on and actually accomplished. Like, do something. Like, I, that's almost a cliche. I remember it was like a meme a couple years ago, but just do better. So, let's do a couple more. Somebody named Sarah simply says you will never be president, gain 32 likes. Someone by the name of Lee says, quote, you're not getting the nomination, gain 53 likes. Pope Leonis IV says, quote, give it up shorty, getting 16 likes. Angela says, Trump 2024, getting 25 likes. Nick Floor says, quote, except you're not even winning against Nikki Haley anymore. Come back when you can beat Nikki Haley, unquote, getting 12 likes. Now, to be clear, in the 538, which is the aggregator poll we keep referring to on the show, he is still ahead of Nikki Haley. He's, don't get me wrong, he might be, you know, two minutes past, he might crash, and she might pass him in the polls. But... As of the data we have right now, the average is he is. Individual polls, he very well may be losing to her on those instances. Let's see here. Someone by the name of Gigi simply says D-Gone. Or no, D-Done, rather. Getting 24 likes. Let's see here. Deborah Garrett says, quote, Fights for me. I voted for you twice and can use a fight with my insurance and power bill, Rob. Give them a fight, unquote. But his name is Ron. Maybe she had a typo? Give them a fight. Oh, she did get 18 likes. I guess she's supportive of him. Just kind of giving him specific things to do. The Detroit Trader says, quote, Ron is not working. Only 70% in the polls, unquote. Getting 24 likes. Greg Guy simply says, quote, it's overdue, LOL, getting 59 likes. Let's see. Rolo Sports says, quote, you're, you are down by 50, bro, unquote, getting 72 likes. Robert says, quote, no one trusts you. You made your bet, unquote, getting 29 likes. JD Sharp says, quote, we will get a bought and paid for puppet loyal to the industrial military complex purchased by Rupert Murdoch and the establishment of cooking 85 likes. Last one we'll do is D Blonde says, quote, why do you constantly use President Trump's talking points? He has already proven he will fight for us. Why take a chance on a phony when you have the original cooking 13 likes? So interestingly enough, I'd say 
slightly less support than usual. Because again, I would say in terms of the feedback responses, at least on Twitter, also known as X, by the 18 people who called X, DeSantis usually has maybe 20, 25 people who are supportive of his original statements when he tweets. Then you usually have about 50% people who are fervently against him, either directly making fun of him or saying, you know, you're not going to win. Then you have usually about 20, 25% of people who are just avid, really passionate Trump fans, just specifically, specifically rather, responding to degrade Ron DeSantis and highlight the differences between Trump and DeSantis. Which again, that's something very politically unique to Trump. There are a lot of people very passionate about him. Have you ever met... And at least specifically for DeSantis, how many people are very passionate about DeSantis? They're going on the internet and they're trying to push his brand, push him as a ideal candidate for a public nominee. And I don't know what it's going to take from a marketing perspective for them to fix that or if it's even feasible or possible to get that. But it'll be interesting to see. Let me know, do you think, again, he started at 34.6% and now DeSantis is down to about 13.6%. Do you think he'll catch up to Trump? And then do you think he'll actually surpass Trump to achieve the Republican nominee? I mean, granted, we still, don't get me wrong, there's still plenty of time for things to happen and things change on a daily basis. But as Magic Eight Ball is saying right now, I would say the odds are not so good. Let me know in the comments though. I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now going on to the business blunder of the day, you have Tyson to recall 30,000 pounds of dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. And interestingly enough, it is not because they are, in fact, not made from real dinosaurs. That's only partially a joke because the United States, you could sue anyone for anything. And I'm actually surprised there's not some lawsuit about the fact that, oh yeah, they're, they're, it's not made of real bits of dinosaur. Now, nevertheless, this comes to, from, to us from ksby.com. And they claim specifically that this comes after consumers report finding pieces of metal in the product with one minor oral injury to be reported thus far. Perhaps there's a little irony there because the packaging also has not just pictures of dinosaurs, but it says fun nuggets. And I don't think eating pieces of metal is fun. In fact, that's, that's actually the antithesis of fun. It's pretty opposite. It is quite painful. So those little cute dinosaurs, or perhaps the dinosaurs are extra fierce. We might have to do a fact check. Did dinosaurs have metal teeth? I can't conceive how they could possibly have that. It'll be interesting to see does wikipedia or does youtube have a little footnote on here saying no in fact dinosaurs could potentially have that it's fascinating to see what things is youtube decides to fact check and put disclaimers on but nevertheless going back to the article the u.s departments of agriculture and food safety and inspection service also known as the fsis because acronyms are cool everyone has to have them kind of like t2 for topping technologies just sounds cool also sponsored the show they made an announcement in the press saying that the recall applies to 29-ounce plastic bag packages containing the, quote, Tyson fully cooked fun nuggets breaded shaped chicken patties, unquote. Which is the longest brand name I've ever heard of, or product name I've ever heard of. I can't imagine how many kids actually, or how many people actually use the whole name when they're writing out the grocery list. Like, oh yeah, just add the, uh, add the Tyson fully cooked fun nuggets breaded shaped chicken patties. Again, marketing matters, folks. They could literally just call it, yeah, nevertheless, getting back to the article, it says it was specifically the material, or rather it was the batch that had a best if used by date of September 4th, 2024, which is also astonishing how long some of these things can last if you throw them in the freezer. Now, they know that the contaminated products are produced on September 5th and shipped to the distributors in Alabama, California, Illinois, Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Now, thankfully, no one has been detrimentally harmed in this specific incident, so it's not a deadly thing, thankfully. So there's always a silver lining, or the glass is usually half full if you're able to squint hard enough in life. And again, I don't know how much time people have on their hands, but they actually have a phone number you can call. So they say that consumers with questions about the recall can contact Tyson Consumer Relations at 855-382-3101, which... I guess perhaps if you have a lot of time on your hands, because usually with a product recall or a notice, there is some policy in which, again, I don't know what your time is worth, but you can go to the store and return it either for store credit or in exchange for a new unaffected product. Now, I can't imagine what the return rate is in terms of, again, time is money, 
most people I'm sure just throw it away. But again, especially you have all of these products. One of the biggest group of buyers in the United States, although shrinking because of birth rates, is parents. And they take serious, or well, good parents, take safety very serious. So if all of a sudden the kid's favorite snack is happens to be this, and you have this recall, well, that's going to be a big signal for the parents to probably start to look at other alternative solutions, or in this case, alternative food items. So it'll be interesting to see how much this will affect their sales and how, much, how many parents actually choose to move away from the brand specifically because of this actual use case, or in this case, unfortunately, because of the recall. But again, to not have the top safety and the top inspections for a child-related product, and to actually have, again, metal detectors, again, they're not, I know they're not cheap, but in terms of the cost of lost business and the detriment to your brand, I would argue getting a couple of metal detectors for food is a pretty good idea. Because again, sometimes machinery breaks, sometimes things come off. I mean, there's always errors in life. The goal is to kind of try to catch and prevent as many as possible. So to not have that infrastructure in place already or not to have it implemented to the point where they could catch this specific instance and they're damaging the brand of one of their child-related food products, that's got to be the business model of the day. Thank you, everyone, for taking time to tune in today. Again, try to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November. So if you could click that button, that would greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a comment is a great way to give me feedback specifically and how I can help improve the show. Thanks to everyone clicking the subscribe button. The stuttering perhaps is getting a little bit better. Again, I'm no Mayo Clinic scientist, but... Every time you click the button for the subscribe, I think it makes the stutter go away just a little bit more. And in time, perhaps we'll see that theory come to fruition. But again, thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in. Don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.